So what do you do? Anna stares them down and then says, draw, and unsheathes her sword and shield and oh, prepares geez. to attack. Um, I think with that, we probably need to roll initiative. Cool. I assume I do not need to roll. Uh, No, so the only people that need to roll initiative are Jin, Blue, Anna, and Molly. All right, so Anna. Anna uh, rolled a 10 for initiative. Molly rolled a 4. Jin? Nat 20. Jeez. <clears throat> and I rolled also a 10. Blue also rolled a 10. Yeah. What's Blue's dex? 3. And what's Anna's dex? A plus 2. Ha First in the initiative order is Jin. What do you do? Can you give me the good old feet and inches breakdown? What's the loud of this hallway? So right now, you guys are about 10 feet away from Charles, and the many-headed snake monster is about 5 feet behind him. So about 15 feet away from the many-headed snake monster? Indeed. Uh-huh. Um, can I get sneak attack with a booming blade cantrip? Because I'm using the weapon, or is that a no-go? Uh, I think since you're using a weapon, I would let it happen, yeah. Okie dokie. So then I'm going to use enough movement to get in range of the many-headed snake monster. And then okay. rat on my shoulder is going to use the help action and leap at the thing. Horrible thing throwing a rat at a bunch of snakes. But I need the boost. So rat's going to leap using help to distract it. And then I'm going to cast Booming Blade and take a shot at it give me that roll with advantage 18 on the first roll 19 on the second roll uh 19 plus or 19 it, total 19 total uh with that you you can get a hit off on the many-headed snake monster go ahead and roll damage okay. with sneak attack that is oh let me get the sneak attack that is eight damage total Eight damage. Uh, you see this monster, like... Oh, let me make a roll for the monster. And it's got the booming energy if it tries to move. Yeah. Uh, so this monster attempts to, like, snap and eat Rat, and it misses. And so Rat <gasps> falls on the ground in front of it. And as this monster takes eight damage, he just lets out, like, a low, like, grumble. Um, okay. Make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom save. Oof, ten? Jin, something weird happened. You swear there was a monster just there a few seconds ago, and I... You don't remember there being anything there. You just threw your rat at an empty space. What is wrong with you? Oh, yikes. Uh, can I use the rest of my movement speed to have rat hop back on my shoulder and I scoot back to the group? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can let that happen. Okay, yeah, I confused run back to everyone, and I'm like, was there something there? There's still something there. Yeah, emphatic nod. As soon as they say that there is something there, you see it again. Uh, guys, it's doing some weird memory stuff. 
Charles is up next. He is actually going to take a shot at Stormseeker. Oof. Like is he dry? Uh, he lands a shot. And what? Mm-hmm. And Stormseeker gets shot in the shoulder, taking ten damage total, and he kind of stumbles back, holding his shoulder. And Charles says, "There's no monster. Don't worry." We're here to save you. And up next is Martha, actually. Uh, Martha emerges from around the corner, and I need everyone to make a wisdom saving throw. Do you want to call for us, like ask? or? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll ask. Uh, going this, down. Um, this is, against, is this against magic? It is against the magic. Thank God I have advantage. I rolled a two first. So Oof. Gonna... Oh boy, oof, that oof, was a oof, seven. Oof, oof. Oh well, I got a seven too. God damn. Did Stormseeker try and catch the bullet? He did, and it did not work. Um, damn. Rest in peace. So, uh, Anna, what did you roll? Twenty, non natural. Twenty, non natural. Uh, you don't notice anything. Uh, Molly. Uh, seven. Okay. Uh, Blue. Also seven. Jin. 21. Jin and Anna, you see that this monster, it's like all of its heads are like shaking and you hear this low like throughout the hallway. Blue and Molly, you swear there was something there. You just can't. That I, I mean, you think there was something. I, There was never anything there. And Martha looks and says, Now, why are you students out in the hallway acting up? Are, are we not allowed to be out here? Well, <laughs> there's fun games going on in the cafeteria, Miss Molly. Wouldn't you rather be playing fun games? Well, people started throwing food, and I just wanted to eat my food in peace. Blue, it is your turn. Blue takes one of the um one of the rust flyers out of their pocket activates the screen and just tosses it at Martha. Oh. You throw this flyer at Martha and it kind of like lands 5 feet in front of her and then slides to where it's right at her feet and she looks at the flyer and then looks at you and then looks extremely confused. And says, how? On. And then she takes a deep breath and lets it out and says, kill him, Charles. Anna, it is your go. All right. Since Anna sort of, not sort of initiated this thing, the big monster coming at her initiated this thing. So, Anna's going to do something fun. Anna's going to raise her arm and then point her rapier at the giant monstrosity in front of us and is going to channel divinity and she's going to use a move called path to the grave you can use channel divinity as an action to curse one creature you see within 30 feet of you until the end of your next turn the next time you or an ally of yours hits the cursed creature with an attack the creature has vulnerability to all of that attack's damage and then the curse ends 
Interesting. Okay. You guys want to see a dead body? <laughs> Molly? Molly doesn't really understand at all what's going on. She doesn't want to start fighting people. <laughs> um, so she's going to cast Sanctuary on, I guess, Anna, because she seems to be doing something that Molly doesn't understand. Alright, anything so, else? I don't know how. So for Sanctuary, I'm just going to be warding Anna against attacks. Um, let's see, any creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. The spell doesn't protect the warded creature from area effects such as explosion of a fireball. And then if the warded creature makes an attack, casts a spell, or does any other kind of damage to another creature, then the spell ends. Okay. Alright, okay. I like that. When you are running down the hallway, you run past the cafeteria, and as you get to Fang you see you're about 10 feet away from the door and you see Cassius there waiting for you. What What's going on? Wind, where are you going? Oh no. Uh, I don't know. I gotta, my dad said I needed to get out of here. So I'm just jumping in Fang. Wind, there is no need to go. If I'm gonna have to push through you, I'm, I will. I already beat the shit out of you once. Wind, that was me going easy, and I do not want I to. I run hurt. and punch him right in the face before before he even <laughs> finishes that sentence. Roll to attack. Okay. Yo, know that was so cool. Advantage. Um. Oh. Okay. I have a crush on Wind. Um. The first <laughs> one was the first one was an eighteen. The second was a, is a, uh, a twenty-one. <laughs> you hit. Roll damage. Okay. <laughs> okay, so max damage, so that is uh, nine damage, and I'm going to use a keep. Oh, I'm gonna punch him again if I have my if I have my full turn. You do take your full turn. Okay, so I'm punching him again. That's a uh, twenty twenty five. That hits. Hit. That hits. So that's gonna do another. So that's that's not max damage. So that's nine. That's a uh, six damage. Now. Okay. I'm going to use a key point to use flurry of blows for two more punches. Yes, go for it. Roll to hit. I'm going, Cassius. I, I'm going fucking through you. Okay, so that's a that's a dirty twenty. That hits. Okay. Um, that's going to be almost max damage with eight damage. Okay, so we're at twenty three total right now. And I'm going to punch him one more time. Go for it. <laughs> The dice lord has been good to me today. Before that is another 21. Roll one more punch damage. Kill him. (laughs) That is seven more damage. So with a total of 32 damage, you land blow after blow after blow after blow. And Cassius is buckled over and then he looks up. And I need you to make a dex save. Dirty 20. Incredible. 
Cassius grabs you by the shirt collar and throws you over his head. You go flying Shit. backwards, crashing into Fang with your back. You take you take 16 damage as you crash into Fang, plus him like clawing at you. And he says, I told you that you did not need to leave. We're going to cut back. It is Stormseeker's turn. Uh, Stormseeker runs at Charles Lamarcier and attempts to tackle him. Nat 20. Charles Lamarcier is tackled by Stormseeker and is laid sprawling on the ground. Stormseeker pins him down with his legs and pulls out his gun. He has like a little basically gun and aims at Martha. Jin, it is your turn. Oh. Okie dokie. Do you need some time to think? Because I can do something. Yeah, you, you do something. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to be helpful. Okay. As we see Stormseeker aim his gun right towards Martha's head, we cut to Rose and Quake Strider. Quake Strider sits in the passer in the driver's seat of the ship and he looks back at you, Rose, and says do you know where they are? They were supposed to be right behind us. I think that they yelled something about the office. What office? That Charles, his office. They um, were going there. Yes, I I think I think it's because of Jen's rat, but I don't. Would it take this long? They. Hmm. If it's taking this long, Rose, I think they might need more help. I guess we'll go. He gestures over towards the back of the uh, hall and or of the uh, what's it called? The bridge. He gestures over towards the back of the bridge and says, Edward, come watch the ship. And you see Edward, the android, walk out from the back and say, yeah, okay, I'll watch the ship. And he sits in the pilot seat and Quake Strider actually rose. He just picks you up and you see Quake Strider <laughs> running. Like you feel like your wind is blown back as Quake Strider is sprinting. I just cling to them for dear life. Jin, it is your go. Okay. Uh, that snake thing is doing all sorts of bad stuff. And um, is is it cursed, right? Anna has a curse on it. Yes. What does that curse do? So, basically, if you hit it with something that it can negate the damage for, it will not be able to negate that damage. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so Jin is going to do the old help rat special. Rat's gonna, once again, she'll run toward lap. Rat will leap off her shoulder at the creature's face using the help action, giving me that advantage so I can do the sneak attack attack. And I'm not gonna do booming blade because it didn't move last time. Gotcha. Okay, so go ahead and uh, go ahead and roll that with advantage. Oh, thank goodness for advantage. I need better than a ten, like a nineteen. Uh, a nineteen will hit. So go ahead and roll damage and sneak attack. Okay, that is eight on the first roll. Max damage and the sneak attack damage is six. So that's fourteen total. Uh, you see that now uh, it just it, it does not like being hit. Not and really. 
as you hit it, it kind of like shakes all over and you need to make another wisdom saving throw. 17. Uh, that is good enough. You still see the monster there. Okay, uh, I've got more. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to use my bonus action to take another swipe with my psychic blades and do a d4 plus 2 instead if I hit. Deal, yeah. Okay, also I want to do a little descriptoring because I realize I haven't like detailed how Jin's stuff works. That's a 19. Does that hit again? Nine- yep, 19, 19 hits. Go ahead and tell me what it looks like. Okay, so Jin is a soul knife and she runs up rat leaps off her shoulder as at the same time her hands curl into fists and these like vibrant royal purple like energy blades form around her fist and come down into sharp points and she swipes with her right hand hard at the creature and after that hit she lowers down and uppercuts with the other blade and that uppercut does three damage Perfect. Okay. And then she runs on back with Rat. So if you run away from an enemy, you know what happens, right? Does it not use its reaction to make me wisdom save? No. What? Well, I ran away last time and nothing bad happened. So oh, I thought I could it's because I it thought again. you were throwing something at it. it no, worked. no. I, I was getting up in there. Okay. Well, yeah, now take that your I opportunity know- attack. Yeah. I thought it yeah. I thought it used its reaction already, so that's why I was being so Oh, bold. you got so lucky. It landed on a Nat 20 and then wobbled and fell over to an eight. Kaboom! That's a miss. Okay, so it tries to snap and bite at you with its uh with one of its heads and it misses. Uh next up is Charles Lamarcier, who is going to try to break out of this pin. Charles just barely is able to keep him down. Um, but Charles... Um, Wait, Stormseeker is... Stor- sorry. Stormseeker is just barely able to keep Charles in place. And that is probably just going to be Charles's turn. Next up is Martha. But first, we're going to cut over. Uh, Cassius is staring at you as you fall to the floor crumpled after you hit Fang. I was going to ask, do I... What was the save like to stop him from throwing me? Yes. Like that. So like could I have made a save to land on my feet? Like twist in the air and land on my feet? I po- possibly. Yeah. Go ahead and do that. Okay. So what would that be? I would Next say that would be our acrobatics. I think it would be, I think we could do an acrobatics check. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um that's a 16. Um, that's good enough that you'll take half damage. So instead of 16, you'll take eight. Just, but I think okay. what it looks like is that he got some of his claws in you. So your chest is scratched up from after he threw you. And then you landed on your feet, but it was like a rough landing. And he is but turning I'm... around staring at you. And my back is to Fang? Yes. So I'm just going to say... Well, you made the dumbest choice you ever could, and I jump into Fang. (laughs) And I start her up. (laughs) I, yes. Oh, also, let me, let me describe. So, like, when I, when I jump onto Fang, the cockpit kind of just, like, pops like a bubble, and then I sit down and it reforms. Like when a Power Ranger gets in their Zord. Kinda. 
you see out of your window as Cassius rolls his eyes and then runs out of the room. Um, uh, is the is the situation where it's like it's an Star Wars port where there's just kind of like that f- shield film that I can fly through, or is there like a door that I has to it, open up? It is like the Star Wars shield film type thing. Okay, then I'm just gonna immediately right when I see him leave the room, I'm just gonna jet out because I know where he's going, <laughs> but I'm trying to get the fuck away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you uh, you jet away almost as fast as you can, and go ahead and uh, where are you going? I think now that now that I fought a teacher and am severely freaked out, I think I'm going to fly over to Charles's office and try and pop a few shots just to see if I can distract or do literally anything. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, so. To roll to hit with the ship, I'm going to say you get there just perfectly fine. Um, it takes you just a few brief seconds. Roll, um, how many shots are you popping off? I think I'm just starting out with two, just trying to disrupt. Yeah, I think one bonus action, one action, That I think that works. Go ahead and roll, let's just roll 1d20 plus, plus dex the shots because it's you like okay. aiming the ship and like de- that's very dexterous so yeah. yeah would i also add proficiency or is it just my dex mod i think right now it's just your flat dex mod because this is not something you're used to well the first shot's a 21 uh yeah go ahead yeah what about the second and then <laughs> the second one's not going to be as good it's going to be a 16 total you're just aiming at a window, so the DC was only going to be 15. Uh, go ahead and roll. Um, either way, these shots are going to go in. This is just to see how much damage this causes. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, 2d12. 2d12. Oh, yes. fuck. Okay. These are big blasters. And do I add anything? Uh, no, this is going to be flat damage. Okay, then that's going to be a total of 10. <laughs> 10 damage uh as you blast off you see his desk explodes um and you see uh that basically just like there's like blast marks everywhere as this stuff is now flying around so if he broke a window from like open space into what i assume to be like a pressurized space station I, I really just don't know physics. What does that do? There is a, so there is a well, area, vacuum, there is an right? area around the station that is like, it's basically like a giant, like I think like Skynet type thing. Yeah. Think, okay. yeah. So, basically, like the ship is still inside of that? The ship is still inside of that. Yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 that's, cool. that's the way <laughs> I justified it working in my head. Our like airlock is, door is airlock. Yes. Yeah, I bet there's auto airlocks on all the stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, so just no one open the office door. <laughs> oh, um, let me go yeah. get my papers. Well, actually, <laughs> we we cut back, and it is now Martha's turn. Martha runs back to the office, and when you now see the office door slides open as this like airlock situation resolves itself, and she is staring at you. I like give a, give her a piece. Shooter, roll roll out of there. We cut back to uh quake strider uh running down the hall and he finally gets 
he runs around the corner and sees the action that's going on and uh says right huh and runs down the hall uh and now uh rose i need you to roll initiative as well to add you to this initiative order i rolled a five perfect and we'll roll run for good old quake strider Ooh, not good okay did he roll less than me he rolled two. Oh my god that was I'm, I mean, he carried me. He was probably tired. That's it. Yeah, he's tired. He he needs a second. She had a big lunch. So from Martha, we go to who is next in the order, which is going to be Blue. So right now you have this giant monster that you're not sure where they are. You don't remember them in front of you. Yeah, well, sorry, but I'm going after Martha. I, I don't oh, see monster. I love it. I'm running after the bitch. I love it. I love it. The real um, monster is that dwarf that's getting away from me. Um, <laughs> Who could have you... predicted her evil? Oh my gosh. Just to fill the listeners in real quick, literally since the beginning in our little like group chat that we have, they've been saying Martha is evil since like episode one. It's been hysterical for me. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even going to like necessarily worry about movement speed. I'm going to say that you can at least round the corner and that will put you well less than 30 feet i'm gonna say about 10 feet away from martha i'm not within touching range like within shocking grasping range you know what for the fun of it yeah you are oh god hey is she disengaging from battle right now it's up to you do you want to risk getting hit by the monster that you don't know is there i don't know would that use would disengaging use my action it would was blue in combat i was thinking combat about range? i was thinking about martha like running off yeah Oh, yeah, Mar- is that considered? Yeah, Mar- Martha disengaged from. What does that combat. mean in game terms? Disengage means that you are leaving, and so nothing can really hit you on the way out. So, like, I if mean, you were, not, yeah, I feel like I'm still in fight mode if I'm chasing after Martha, and I also don't know there's a big monster in my right. path. So I feel like oh. dis disengage means you are getting out of melee range without. Like, you're taking your turn to get out of melee range without taking an attack of opportunity. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're not disengaged from combat. You are still in combat. And, like, for Martha, if she was in melee range, she would have had to disengage to then be able to run without an opportunity attack. Yeah. Okay, and everybody gets opportunity attacks? If they're in melee range, yes. Oh. So I will roll an opportunity attack. Do I definitely get within five feet of the, of the thing? You, uh, yeah, there's no real way to avoid it, but it's fine for you because the uh, the big monster rolled in that one. Cool. <laughs> Wonderful. Yay. <laughs> this is the one time where it really was. He's one of us. Wonderful. Okay, yeah. Then when I, got, when I get up to Martha, I'm going to grab her with my shocky hands, and then... Um, as I touch her, I'm going to message her. And when Blue messages, it's hardly ever with actual words, you know? It's right. It's with, like, images or emotions or whatever. But this time, Martha hears a voice in her head, and it sounds, like, a little automated, almost like a computer. And the voice just says, where is he? She instantly looks at you 
Oh, I also need to roll attack for that shocking grasp, I guess. Yeah, go ahead and roll attack for me. Uh, as she looks at you and just gives you this, like, huge, evil-looking grin and says, Who is he? Why is he? That's seven damage. Okay. This is Sparta into space. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the uh, window is think... shattered. Oh, my God. I don't think the push would have would push her that okay. far. Okay, fine. It would push her off the edge, right? Oh. Well, she's not, she's not the, sitting. Uh, she's like in room? the doorway. Okay, that's okay. fine. Okay. No, I was like, oh, if I could telekinetically shove her out into space, that'd be wonderful. But okay. But she looked, yeah, she looks at you and says like, well, who is he? And then is shocked and then stares at you. And we cut back to the main group as it is Anna's turn. So would I notice that my friends are randomly not seeing the creature? I think, uh, make an insight check and we'll make this a free action for you. That is a 13. You, I mean, you don't get why they're not doing anything about it, but you, you I don't think you can pick up that they're not seeing it. Uh, hey, Caleb, if I literally earlier after my first attack and I said that it vanished, like I said, there was nothing there. I said that it was doing something to our minds. Would that affect that at all? Or, um, I, I, I think that gives Anna a little bit of an idea, but it's not, it doesn't like spell out, you know, the secrets of the universe necessarily. Roger. All right. Either way, uh, Anna's going to make this thing a little bit easier to see. And Anna's going to cast, Oh, just lost it. Where'd it go? Guiding bolt at the second level. Okay, hit me with that. Hit me with it. Let me hear it. Anna, I would say, still has her rapier aimed at this thing, just for dramatic effect. And so, once again, her bracer starts to glow this sort of black light. And um, it then shifts into a lighter tone that's like this bright, white, radiant light that blasts off of a rapier and then slams into this horrific beast all right does a 20 hit non-natural uh non-natural hits yeah awesome just non-natural all right so this thing is going to take 5d6 radiant damage jeez hit me with it all right so this thing is going to take 19 points of damage radiant damage Anna, you've cast this spell before, and you know that it's a damage-based spell. You know that it does a lot. It's a great spell. However, you don't... You know how hard it hits, and you notice that this one seems to be taking a lot more than you thought as you blast it for a total of 38 damage, not 19. Next up is rose so you walk in you see Stormseeker has charles lamarcier pinned there's a giant multi-headed snake monster that is right now glowing with light and has just been absolutely hit by anna and everyone is kind of around what do you do i'm i'm wondering if that thing is a beast technically (laughs) She might try to speak with animals if it is. I mean, I'm not going to ask if it is, obviously. She'll just try and do it. She'll, um, 
cast speak with animals and ask why are you attacking us what what is why why would you why would you work with them all that you keep hearing in response is this loud hissing noise and this like it's like a hissing combined with this like guttural growl combined uh make a wisdom saving throw uh 19 no 23 23 yes yeah you are fine as you hear it you uh just you hear this hissing grumbling going on in your head and then it subsides and you still see the beast in front of you so I realize I can't speak with it really, and that's it. Yeah, that that that's really all you get from it. Okay, then she'll just stand, stand ready. Wonderful. Uh, next up is gonna be Molly. Um. So Molly remembers that Martha was it Martha or Charles that said we'll protect you from the monster. Charles said there is no monster. We're here to save you. But save us from what? <laughs> okay. I think Molly would put it together that there is a monster there just because all of her friends are attacking it and that there's a sword sticking out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jin, Anna, do, what do you see? There's a monster standing right in front of us. A lot of snakes. A lot also, of heads. Also, I would say she would see the dim light that's probably glowing off it now, at least in some sort of silhouette, because that's what... Yeah. Guiding bolt does. Okay. That bolt done um, guided. So she's just gonna take her her long sword and just <laughs> aim for it. It's kind of like a pinata, I guess. Um, I love that roll to attack. Um. <laughs> hey, Caleb. Earlier, yeah. after they said no. that there was a monster, I could see it I again. Is that still a thing that happens? Or yeah. Does she get the advantage from guiding? Yes, she gets advantage. That's what I was about to say. She gets advantage. Oh, thank God. Okay, because I rolled a six. Oh, please, 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 please. Oh, that's a non-natural 20. (gasps) That works. Kill it. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, that was a five, but since I hit it with a melee weapon, I could use Divine Smite now. Oh my gosh, every paladin ever is, every paladin player ever listening is freaking out. Yeah. You, you know Divine I gotta do smite. it. Smite, smite, oh, you gotta smite, do it. Smite. Smite, smite, okay, smite, so smite. it says, you know, 2d8 extra radiant damage, and then plus 1d8 for each spell level higher than first. I don't know. So you use a spell slot to So do I that. can, yeah. um, yeah. So you could do it second level, and it'll add another D8 if you have second level spells. Yeah, I do have a second level exactly. spell, so I, I'm planning oh. on doing that. Okay. And then it says, and plus 1D8 against undead or fiends. I don't know if that is applicable here. but uh, I would. That's not applicable here. Okay, so I'll do 3D8 damage then. Radiant damage, question mark? Yeah. Mm. Yes, it's radiant damage. Oh, hey, all our guns do radiant damage. <laughs> I just hey. remembered. Oh, hey, my you smile do does radiant damage. <laughs> oh, yes, it Aww. does, Cordell. Aww. It makes me happy. Fills me up with glee. Okay, so 20. <gasps> okay. Kill That's it. a total of That's 25. 40. So, she, yeah, her first her first swing, like, totally missed. And then she came back around. And then well, her swing struck, struck it again. And then it hit okay. and now 
45 total. Oh, you add, yeah. oh, you add the modifier oh, before yeah. doubling swing, Those of you around see that mo- Molly... Oh, goodness. Molly, who formerly would never do anything violent, has now swung at this beast for 45 damage. And you all hear this, like, growl and persistent hissing at the same time. And I need all of you yet again to make, uh, oh, what would this be? This would be another wisdom saving throw. Um, and I'm going to make rolls for other people. Man, I'm getting Twelve. sick of these wisdom saves. Okay, roll the 19. 18. 15. Nothing. 19. 19? And then what did Rose Wait, roll? 12. 12. You rolled, okay. a, you rolled a check, not a save. Oh, oh right. Wouldn't I, oh, no. What's the difference? That, would we just minus... It's this, isn't it the same? Oh, wait, no, I'm plus should, six. It's the I'm same unless you six. have... So I'd have um, a 14 if I added the two. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then you guys will all only take half damage. Hold on, wait. I, I was looking at the wrong thing. My saving throw makes it a plus five, so that's actually a 17. Okay, you'll still, you'll still take half damage. Successful throws get half with this. What if I say no? Yeah, what if that we just don't take exactly your silly damage? Work. Doesn't Jen have the... Dodge, not yet. I'm only like level Damn. four. So, uh, all of you guys will take ten total damage. That's twenty halves. So, at this point, uh, Stormseeker looks around and says, "I got an idea, but I need you guys to get out." Are you sure you can take this you're thing by gonna, yourself? You're not gonna do anything rash, are you? Uh, he turns around to Quake Strider and says, "Quake Strider, trust me." And Quake Strider nods and says. I say we trust him, dudes. All right, hold on. Before I go, I'm going to walk up to him before we walk off. I'm going to gonna laser her hand on his shoulder and cast the cantrip Guidance, which is a buff. Once before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one ability check of its choice. It can roll the die before or after making the ability check. The spell then ends. Wonderful. Don't you die on us. Not planning on it. Now get out. Go. Okay. So if Blue's still around the corner in like the office doorway. Yeah. I think even though you're around the corner, you you can see Jin. Like Jin is within eyesight. Jin, I would I would let you kind of free action tell blue to go like tell blue to come on oh yeah totally i say i say <laughs> blue we need a boogie okay can i give her a little stab on the way out you can try i'll let you try <laughs> oh thanks a little stabby stabby roll for a little stab i cast little stab little stab was a nine so i'm guessing that doesn't little stab her yeah no. Okay. All right, cool. Well, the weapon returns to my hand anyway, and I run away. Right. Um. As you guys turn and kind of get out of dodge, you see Quake Strider uh, pulls out a communicator from his hip, and Wind, you now hear in your cockpit all around, you hear, 
a win, dude. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Monastery. Oh, okay. I'll meet you there. Good. Go. And he, Quake Strider, guides you all to the ship. Um, he guides you back into your dorm room and says, you guys have like a minute to grab anything you need. Go. Rose grabs her Star Chart ship and her little bag that's always just being packed with her belongings. And Blue grabs all his tech shit. Anna grabs a couple extra pairs of camo cargo pants. Yeah, that's a, that's a necessary thing. Which I believe, um, because they are camo, should give her advantage on attacks because they can't see her coming. <laughs> <laughs> can i run into rust's room and because i assume that you know they couldn't get rid of his dorm room you know maybe no, his possessions yeah. are still there maybe they're not but just see if there's anything i can grab to like remember him by as you run into rust's room you there there wasn't much because robots don't necessarily need a lot to live but you do see that on his um, nightstand is a picture of you and him standing in the waters of Enora, waiting to come to school. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm grabbing that. Oh. Uh, Jen doesn't really have any earthly possessions, but I would like to pepper in that Jen definitely, like, Kind of like her room was near us, so she saw Blue go in and kind of follows them to the door and sees Blue grab the pick. And then her and Blue skedaddle to the ship together. I think Molly just goes to her room and tries to stuff some clothes into a bag and, you know, bring some makeup with her, but she doesn't really have anything else. Where's your wife? She's always with me. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was actually scared. Quake Strider, uh... She's in here. She points to her heart. Oh, my God. I thought you had a phylactery or something for her. No, I I, I literally always keep that with me. So. Okay. Uh, Quake Strider. tucked in between her bosoms. Yeah, it's, it's, right, it's right next to my heart, in, in between the boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Quake Strider, like, beckons all of you on the ship and says, let's go, dudes. We got to go now. And it's the same ship. It looks... Almost exactly the same as the one that you guys were on for the simulation test. What feels like forever ago, even though it was only about a week. He gestures all of you on and says, all right, we got to get out of Dodge. And he waves at Edward for him to get out of the seat. And you hear the voice of Bella come over and say, oh, it's the Rowdy children. Oh, this is going to be a fun time. And Shut Quake up, Strider Bella! Hops. We gotta go! Quake Strider hops in the pilot seat and takes off. Jin asks Quake Strider, uh, or just calls out to Bella, actually. She goes, Bella, are there any ways for the ship to be tracked? Of course there are ways for the ship to be tracked. This is a, this is a ship that belongs to the school. Why would it... Disable Why tracking it... measures. List of options. Disable tracking measures. Captain needed. I'm Captain. You're the captain now. Disable tracking, initiating sequence. And then I slouch in my chair. Good thinking, captain. You collapse into the captain's seat as Quake Strider guns the ship, pushing it to its limits as you blast off away from the school. We cut back to Stormseeker in the hallway. He finally stands up, allowing Charles to finally stand. 
There's a brief second where Stormseeker closes his eyes. On the ship, you see a golden light appear in the bridge. It stands just behind the captain's chair. Charles pulls out a gun, aiming it at the now still and nothing Stormseeker. He fires. Stormseeker's body collapses to the ground as the golden light emerges. You see before you, in a golden, radiant form, Stormseeker, alive and well. (laughs) ¶¶